Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family, because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have Cherie Scholes with me and she is the Women's Discipleship Director at the Capitol Hills campus of the Summit Church. And so I asked her to join me today to talk about spiritual gifts and how do we identify these and how can we learn to steward them for the mission of God? And I thought there couldn't be a better person to just talk about this with than Cherie. So thank you for joining me. Um, we're so excited to have you. So tell us just a little bit about yourself before I jump into all these questions about spiritual gifts. Sure. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, I've worked at the summit for, it'll be like nine years this um, spring. So that's been a really fun journey. I love Jesus and I love the church and um, I am married to um, a really great guy named Robbie. And I have two little girls who are, have, it's their first year of school this year so you can imagine that's been an adventure <laughs> but uh they love school still so i'm really grateful for that that's awesome and i'm just curious because i think you're into enneagram a little bit what is your enneagram type mm -hmm. one the one okay what's your wing yes. wing nine two. or two two okay enneagram is helpful in a lot of ways there's something about the you know, when you read about yourself especially one as a perfectionist and that inner critic Whew. you can relate to it oh my Second gosh time. Well, yes, I can. <laughs> well, I would think that, you know, as we talk about spiritual gifts, that Enneagram plays a part in that. So I was curious because I wanted to know that. Um, but let's jump in because I know a lot of the listeners are curious about spiritual gifts and what this means for them and how they can use them for God. So right out of the gate, how would you de define a spiritual gift? Uh, yeah, so this is, this is something really fun, and I'm really glad we started with defining them. Because this is the part that for me is the easiest to just like jump over. And um, in doing that, you know, I, I like want to look at the list kind of, you know, and I want to I wanna like learn and, and figure them out. And I, as I was thinking about it today, I think the term, like, it's really important to start with the definition because it reminds us of the giver of the gift, which is really like, I think, essential. And the thing that a lot of times I jump over because I'm concerned with my, you know, growth, my self-awareness, my calling, all good things. Um, but really the, the term in the New Testament is like they're gifts of grace from the Holy Spirit and they're given freely to those who have surrendered to Christ by faith. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really fun word. Uh, the word itself kind of de defines um, or, or gives us a, a description to, to go off of. It's the word charisma and it, it means like a grace gift or a grace endowment. Um, so like, you know, an endowment, like when you think about, I always go to like college and universities, right? It's like a gift that's given and it's going to keep going in perpetuity to like make sure that um, there's support and that the goal and of what the money is for is going to get more people educated, and, you know, or maybe win more trophies, depending on which school we're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, the idea is it's, an, it's a gift that's given with the intention of being used for somebody else. Awesome. I love that. Definition. Which I think is really, I think that's important because a lot of times it can feel like a, a very introspective process to be like determining the gift of what's my gift and forget that the gift was given by a giver who is good for the sake and the purpose of someone else. Of someone else. Yeah. Of other people. That's okay. awesome. Okay. So yeah. now with that 
groundwork done of that's what defines a gift. It's given by the giver, God, a good gift giver to bless other people. What would you say the Bible says about how to use these spiritual gifts and, mm. and what they are to us? Okay, so the Bible has like three um, kind of main passages that talk about spiritual gifts. So it's like 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4. And so I think it's always good to make sure that we've read those, you know, like we've read those passages to kind of see what they are. So before you can kind of figure out how to use them, you got to know what they are. you got to know their purpose, right? So we talked a smidge about their purpose. Um, but in those passages, specifically in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how there's a variety of gifts, and mm-hmm. but it's the same spirit. And there's a variety of types of service. Again, reminding us, like, the goal of these is to serve others, um, but the same Lord. So um, I think we start by, like, reading those and trying to figure out what does the Bible say are the gifts of the Spirit um, that I'm supposed to use and steward for the sake of someone else. And so um, I actually went through and I, like, made a list, and there's probably, like, 25. Now, a couple of them repeat, but um, a lot of them do not. And some of them are kind of mentioned as, like, nouns like evangelism Mm -hmm. and then some are more um verbal like serving or giving um or teaching so uh i think um the inter the internet the google it has lots of lists for us right we can go and like pull the list and i find those very helpful um at times as long as we've started with looking at the scripture first um to kind of read through that list because that's a, a helpful a helpful place to start and how then you said how do we like move forward in those like how do we identify that's the trickiest part <laughs> um I, I don't know maybe it's not the trickiest part sometimes that part can be the most fun um because it's kind of a self-discovery a little bit but um maybe the hardest part is knowing what to do once you identify them but um i think uh i've actually talked about this a lot with um some friends and this is a topic that i mean this is why we're talking about it. I enjoy. And um, so I've kind of put together, like, uh, with some friends, we came up with, like, an ABCD of how to identify spiritual gifts, okay? Because um, the idea is we all know and have felt because of our sin, because of the fall, um, like, without Jesus, with Jesus, there's a lot of doubt when we start to, like, look at what could God call me to do? What abilities has he given me? And could I ever even, like, live up to that? Or if I if I did identify it, how would I know what to do um, and perform and like accomplish a task that feels really potentially scary? It can produce a lot of fear or we compare ourselves to others and just grow discouraged. Um, so I, these like ABCDE is meant to kind of be some questions to ask um, and to think about uh, to know where to start. So um, the first one is affirmation. This one's not the most important, but it's it's A in the list. Uh, it fits there, and um, it is really helpful. It's usually associated with gifts. So the question would be, has anybody ever affirmed in you a gift or a skill um, that would fall in one of these lists mm-hmm. of spiritual? You know, and it can be because we have, actually, you already mentioned Enneagram. We have so many good tools for self-discovery, for understanding ourselves and others now today. Sometimes we mix those up, and we can kind of like sometimes use language that the Bible doesn't use to describe our spiritual gifts. And so I would caution when we're thinking, especially in affirmation, just because somebody has spoken a skill over you doesn't necessarily mean it lines up with a spiritual gift, but a lot of times they do. And so I think it's a good place to start to see if anybody's ever kind of affirmed, they've seen something in you, maybe something that you have done the way you've served them that really blessed and encouraged them in a meaningful way. If so, 
that's just a good place to start and be like, maybe that is a gift the Spirit has given me. Um, I think the most important one is be, and that is burden. So have, do you have a natural desire to use this gift? Do you, as you've read through the list of gifts, do any of them jump out at you? Have you recognized that like when you are seeking to serve others, you have a burden to do it in a certain way, or you have a burden to share a part of yourself in a certain way with other people? Um, do you naturally enjoy learning and growing in any kind of skill or ability that would be one of these gifts? If so, um, I think I think that's a really strong indication that that's the spirit, like, bringing that alive in you. Like, saying, hey, if you feel that burden, that's for me. That's, like, the spirit putting that um, in your heart. And while learning and growing and figuring out how to use a gift can be challenging, it doesn't come without difficulty. But, like, if you have that desire, you have a general enjoyment and a willingness to learn to do, you know, to do it, then that, to me, is probably, like the best way to know that this is likely a gift that you have. Whether it's developed or not, it's something, you know, that the Spirit might have given you. Uh, so affirmation, burden, and then capacity. And I don't mean, um, like, all the time that you think you need to be able to do it. Well, I don't mean time capacity. I mean more like, is there any place in which this comes natural to you? It's, like, naturally built into your capacity as a person. Mm. Um, you enjoy learning. You enjoy growing. You enjoy using this gift. Um, I think that that if you have a natural desire to use your gift, if you have a, a natural inclination to learn and grow and um, seek to use it, also a good sign. And then lastly, default. So a lot of uh, people, I work with women, a lot of women in general, use spiritual gifts already and all the time, but don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't have never identified that it's, in, you know, either haven't taken the time or no one showed them or affirmed anything specific in them. Um, and so... I always just kind of ask, okay, look at this list. Are you doing any of these already? Like, where are you serving now? What, how do you use your time for the Lord? Oh, that's, look, it's right there. That's one of the spiritual gifts. So um, affirmation, burden, capacity, and default are kind of the ways that I would I would encourage anybody to consider. I love that. I think that's so helpful. And I mean, things were going through my mind as you were saying that of like, where has someone affirmed me in this? Or where am I already doing this? I guess one question that's coming to mind a little off script is, what about the things that we might be gifted at, maybe not spiritually, but just like gifted at, but our motivation isn't necessarily to serve the Lord. Could that still be a spiritual gift that's kind of gone amok, that's not being used for his glory? You know, I think that like we're saying, these are gifts given from God, but we're not always necessarily maybe using them to honor God. So I guess just a question of, is that, a place where, you know, I'm constantly checking my motivation and it's never pure and it won't be on this side of heaven, but could there be some places where we're utilizing gifts that have been given to us, but maybe not with the right motivation that could be moved and geared more towards stewarding them from God for God? Absolutely. I think it's, I think that's a really fun question to think about. And I think it, it it takes my brain to other um, kind of subjects that are important to keep in mind anytime we think about this, which is like um, a lot of times where we end up using gifts or skills is in our work or it's in our, maybe in our, our home as a parent, you know, like we, those are where those things come out. And so I wouldn't necessarily want to use the word that, that by us using a skill in a workplace is a mismanagement of a gift mm-hmm. right? by itself, like in and of itself, which right. I don't think you're saying, but that just can sometimes 
be what, what I would hear. I think, yeah, I think a lot of times the discovery real of the spiritual gift for a lot of people starts by looking at what they're already kind of skilled and gifted and talented in. And then it's saying, okay, God, if this is who you've made me to be, I look at these lists that you say are, you know, these things that you say are gifts from your spirit that you designed to have the church body all used to benefit each other, to make the mission go forward. Okay, then how do, like, show me, how do I, how do I take this in this place where it's familiar to me at work, but then maybe use it for the church body and for the church family. Um, so a lot of times I think it's not always, there is, of course, where our motivations get off, but usually if you're, we're talking about using them somewhere outside the church and bringing them in, that's just part of God aligning our hearts, you know, in that right. place. I think where I tend to get my motivations mixed up, I don't know about you, um, where my motivations usually get mixed up is when I'm already in the church trying to use my gifts, but doing it in a way that's more about me and less about the service of someone else. And so it's not always as hard to make the jump from work to church, but from like, okay, I'm here and I know I have this gift and I want to use it, but I, I struggle to make it about me and not, not someone else. And I think that's where I was going with the question a little bit, because it's like, if we're using our gifts, but in a secular setting, that still can honor God because there's a lot of lost people in those settings. I think it's like, I, you know, when I take the personality test, but the spiritual gifts related ones, I can um, score Mm -hmm. high on like hospitality and administration type things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, I love to host. If there's ever a chance to get to host something, I want to do it. But my motivation isn't first to serve people it's first for recognition. And that's where, Mm -hmm. you know, I still want to serve people, but that's not my first motivation, which I hate that about myself, but I am a three on the Enneagram. So I think that kind of messes (laughs) me up a bit because I want to perform and achieve, but just being aware, I think is a a big part of it. It's like, why am I saying yes to this opportunity to be hospitable or take on administrative tasks? Is it for my glory or to help and serve and give God glory? So it's a wrestling match that I'm going to probably have on this side of heaven, but that's kind of where I was going with when my motivation can go amok. The way that I think about that and struggle in the same way. And I think we like, you're very transparent about that. I think we're all honest with ourselves. We have to say that whatever that strength and that gift is the Lord's given us Mm -hmm. while it has the most capacity to be useful for the kingdom. It's also the thing that is most likely to create the pride in us that like leads us to not depend on him. And I was thinking about that when trying to figure out when how would I encourage somebody and that's kind of the first thing that came to mind for me too is there has to be a a, a starting with surrender if we want the spirit to actually be able to use the gift the way he's intended to do because our natural inclination is to focus on ourselves not the one who gave the gift you know the natural uh, inclination I have is to say, oh, I'm going to receive this gift. Thanks so much. That's so great. Now I'm going to go use that and forget that, like, I still am supposed to depend on him. Like, mm-hmm. the goal of the gift was not so that we would, um, you know, just, like, be the, the kind of the worker bees who get the mission done like he needs us or anything like that. The goal is still for us to, to grow in our knowledge of him mm-hmm. and our dependence on him. So he's not going to give us a gift that, you know, that he wants. is like, hey, the point is not for me to give this to you. And then you never need me again. Like dependence is always a goal. And so we have to be the most wary of those gifts that are probably the ones that feel the most natural to us because we'll be most likely to want to depend on ourselves and not him. A hundred percent. And 
you've kind of alluded to this, but how do you encourage um, women or people in general to use their gifts once they are discovered? So they've used your acronym ABCD. Maybe they've taken a spiritual gifts test online and now they know kind of what they are. How do you encourage them? It sounds like, I mean, do it in the places that you're already in. So if that's as a mother, use them there. If you're working in um, a workplace, use them there. But how else do you encourage people to use their gifts? Yeah. Okay. So in my mind, um, it, it worked out nicely that I was able to come up with like five S's. I'm not usually that good at alliteration, but um, it, I felt like there were some that kind of popped out to me. The first one we just talked about was surrender. And then once we've like sought the Lord and we've, met, we've made it about him, we're like, okay, what do you want me to do? We figured it out. So we revealed it. Then I would say the next, so we, we surrendered and, and sought him. The next one I think is like, we want to sharpen that gift. So if we've identified where it is, we're looking at it, I think um, discovery is not the same as maturity, right? Like identifying the gift does not automatically mean that we're mature and ready to like use it or, well, we're always ready to use it, but that it's like, we're going to be super effective with using it and, you know, clearing out all those ways that we've become prideful and all that. So I think there's this idea of just recognizing that sharpening needs to take place and will always take place while we're here. Um, I think I know I have the tendency to just kind of want to be a prodigy and everything and just wish that, like, I'm just naturally good at this. And I, you know, like it just comes to me. And, but um, I think there's that process of, of kind of equipping ourselves uh, with what, whatever it is. So that's kind of the next thing is like, man, once that's identified, like, how do I sharpen this? How do I like see it as a gift that's meant to be used and I need to know how to use it? Um, and so that's where I would get to the very practical step of searching, like looking, listening, paying attention to where, where am I already? And then I would, you know, I generally would say, start, if you're a believer, and you're, which I'm assuming you are for having this conversation, to begin with your local church. So, because that's the body. I mean, all of the spiritual gift chapters are in the context of the church is a body. We need each other. We work together. that kind of language and imagery. And so, it's the body that you're most closely connected to. And it's the one that we can naturally just assume like, Hey, these gifts are for the sake of the body. If this is my local body where I'm supposed to be plugged in, then likely the spirit has some way that he wants this gift to be used there. It might be used other places. Also, we don't want to like count out those things, but I, I would always encourage people to start there. So at looking around and saying, okay, what opportunities exist for me to serve? A lot of times serve is the word I want to use because because it's so easy for me to want to make my gift about myself and, you know, the, the recognition and the things that can come with that. But the, the idea and the question that helps me reset and stay surrendered is what opportunities exist for me to serve? Mm-hmm. Okay. What opportunities within those, <laughs> you know, um, exist for me to grow and be equipped? You know, like, so where is there a need and service that the spirit might be calling me to use my gift there? And then where is, you know, in my local church, where where can I go and get some training and equipping around a specific gift? Um, and then lastly, like, start. Like, take a step. You know, like, it, it can be really paralyzing when you look at a gift and be like, oh, I don't know how to use this. And we go down all the trains of comparison and um, doubt and, you know, what we don't know. And um, I think our enemy can really use that to keep us from ever actually using the gift. So I just always encourage anybody to take a step. Not all the steps, one step. <laughs> like pick one, sign up for somewhere to serve. Like pick a place, commit to be there for six months, 
and see what God does through you. See what God does in you. See what he does through you. Maybe you find like, no, that's not really the way I think I'm supposed to serve. Then go find somewhere else. Like, don't stop. Um, Don't stop trying. Repeat the process. Maybe register for a class or a cohort or something that you maybe feel like, I I don't know if I'm ready. That seems really scary. Man, if you've got a gift, then the Spirit's not going to leave you hanging. Just, like, take the step, the faith step, and let him, you know, do that work through you. So. Say those S's again, just so we have them. Sure. Surrender, seek the Lord, seek, sharpen, search, and start. I love it. That's so helpful, I think, for anybody who's going on this journey. So getting personal, if you're willing to share, what are some of your spiritual gifts that you use? I always, when I'm having conversations like this, I always ask for an example. So I'm kind of asking you to be an example. Okay. Give us an example of a spiritual gift that you use on a regular basis. I think the two that I use the most are um, our encouragement and or exhortation is sometimes the way that the Bible will use that word. It can have multiple meanings there. Um, And then teaching. In my job, I get to teach the Bible some, so that's kind of awesome. I love that. Um, And I'm not just trying to teach, like I'm enjoying teaching the Bible, but I also get to be a part of teaching other women how to use their teaching gifts. Um, So I probably get most excited about that. Uh, And then encouragement is one that um, I think a lot of people don't actually know is a spiritual gift, but that's like in the list, Um, the ability to like, and the desire to encourage others and to lift them up to speak. It's not always just like, you're doing a great job. It's that desire to like speak truth and encourage mm-hmm. the truth and, um, you know, point out the things that you see the spirit doing in somebody else. I just, I love doing that. Um, and and uh, that's probably one I use a lot. And that's interesting to hear you put the encouragement spin on it because exhortation is on my upper end of spiritual gifts. And I've always seen it as just a a person that um, confronts and Mm -hmm. just does more of that calling out of sin, which can be a a bitter um, gift to have. Um, I know that about myself. And I see it like when Jed and I do our marriage counseling with couples, like when we see areas of sin, not that we don't have them, or it's maybe because we struggled with that same sin. And so we're pointing it out. Um, And I would believe that Jed has to have that as well, which comes across sometimes is very direct and hard to receive. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's kind of like in anything I can say, shrink back and say, I'm not going to use this gift, but then I am miss, I'm missing out on the blessing. And so is the other person that, Mm -hmm. that uh, God has put in my life to like you're saying, encourage, for me, it often is point out, confront, challenge in love. And that's the key phrase, in love. Absolutely. So that's so good. Yeah. And what are some spiritual gifts that you see hidden um, or maybe underused in the church? That question stumped me when I read it and still stumped me a little bit. I think, man, I, I, I think ones that re- maybe have... So there's certain gifts that I think we all aspire to have and seek to have, like faith, you know, and mercy. At some level, as believers, the very nature of being a believer is we've been given a gift of faith, mm-hmm. and we've been given the gift of mercy because we've received mercy. And so I think we all have to, like, we, we all should always be seeking to grow in those gifts, even if there are some that we know who have these, like, really strong extra measure of faith and extra measure of 
mercy, right? So I think um, I think it's kind of less about than being hidden because I, I I think if, if I believe what the scripture is saying here that the Spirit gives all these gifts to the body and it's meant to be a whole, then they all exist. Yeah, like they're all there. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that you know it. So that the idea of something being hidden, it's not so much that the gift is hidden; it's that it's maybe un it's um, maybe unknown or it's just not being used, like yeah. it's being ignored. Um. So, uh, but as someone who like serves the church and seeks to equip women specifically mm-hmm. to help them identify and be able to use their gifts, I think the ones that are tricky sometimes to to figure out how to get used are the ones that um, require the most work. So like teaching, um, you know, as much as I wish that I could just like wake up tomorrow and have 20 years of teaching experience under my belt, I don't, you know, like I have to get the experience and do the work and the learning. Um, and I think we have a lot of women um, at the summit who have teaching gifts and are, you know, it's just one of those, it's like, it's hard to know what to do with because it's such a big responsibility. And the Bible actually says in James, like, Hey, you shouldn't really desire to have a teaching gift because it comes with so much responsibility. But those that have it, trying to figure out, like, how do, what do they need to know? How do you be equipped? And then where do you practice? So I think that's one that I, I the most right now have kind of, like, tried to come alongside women. So we've, we've got a teaching class, you know, to, like, learn how to exposit scripture and practice and get our reps in, you know. Um, I think we, we tend to, those of us with teaching gifts, tend to look at the Beth Moores and the Jen Wilkins and believe they just always knew how to do it and not that they haven't been practicing and honing and working. And, you know, um, so I think that's one. And then I think um, I think a lot of times the behind-the-scenes gift, so like a gift that is not up front like a teacher, um, I think they feel hidden because nobody's looking for them. And a lot of times people who have those gifts, you know, they don't give them they don't credit it as being a gift because they like to be behind the scenes. So they're like, no, no, this is just me being, you know, my introvert self. And you're like, no, no, God gave you a gift of hospitality or he gave you a gift of mercy and service and your willingness to do something and want no credit for it. Like don't feel the spirit's glory there. Like he gave that to you, you know? I love that. Yes, for sure. And just because we're running out of time, but I could talk to you about this forever because I think it's so helpful and good. And I hope that people are taking notes and thinking about this for themselves. But what spiritual gifts do you not see in yourself and have to lean on others for? Yeah, Um, I think uh, the ones that came to mind were um, faith and prophecy and mercy. Mm -hmm. I think those are ones that, man, I, I know there's some level at which faith and mercy, like I already said, have been given to me through through Christ and through the spirit that lives in me. Um, They're not natural to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like a doubting Thomas way more than I feel like, you know, um, the widow who had faith and gave up all her money to the Lord. (laughs) Um, So any any element of faith and and mercy, and I think this is a really good question because what, what it made me think of is I can, well, it's fun to think about the gifts I have, Taking time to think about the gifts I don't have allows me to give credit to the spirit for if if I can look at my life, if anybody can look at my life and say, no, that was faith or no, I think you did show mercy there. I don't want, I, I can't take the credit. Cause I'm like, that is not, that's not natural to me. Like I am grateful. And I think prophecy is one of those that can be hard to understand in general, but um, I know friends, I have friends who just have a way of their exhortation moves to that kind of next layer of like, belief that something else is, is 
being done or happening or that God's working in that, that um, I need those people speaking into my life because I can tend to really like zoom in on the, what I can see right now. And I think it's a gift that the Spirit gives to some to be able to see past that and be like, no, but God's doing this here. He's going to do that. You know? That's so good. I, I echo what you said. And I think we have similar gifts and similar um, need to lean <laughs> on others for. Um, but I do think it's interesting for you being a one Enneagram that has probably a real strong sense for justice, that mercy might be a little challenging because you like justice. Um generally yeah. speaking for a one so that, that kind of generally makes... yeah I'm pretty textbook there yeah right um, I, I do struggle I do struggle I you know of course I want mercy but as far as like giving it to others not so much I, I really want things to end up being fair right that's just not the gospel it's not right. how things work so um a fun story though I did make a note I wanted to uh, an answered prayer that maybe would be an encouragement for somebody who's listening that I know that mercy is not a natural gift that the spirit has like blessed me with. And yet, because I know how crucial it is to the gospel message mm -hmm. and how crucial it is to gospel relationships. I remember in college, like the, the spirit just kind of exposing how hard my heart could be and how I would rationalize my sense of justice and go beyond mm -hmm. that righteous justice to like, you know, just want to like hold the line for others. And, um, and, and I started to pray that the Lord would soften my heart. And that he would like actually help make me merciful. And while I would still not say it's a, a high gift that I have, he's done that. He has done that for me. Like he has answered that prayer. And I want anybody to know is that as you're speaking and trying to identify, you're going to find those things that fit those ABCDs, but you're going to find those things where, that are the gaps, but it doesn't mean you can't pray and ask the Lord to help you to feel those and develop those um, for the sake of, you know, for the body. So. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm going to, if you're okay with it, give everyone your email. I'm just going to put it up on the screen in case sure. anybody wants to get in touch with you, talk more about their involvement at the Summit Church or just in life. I know for you and I, we went yeah. and had lunch and I loved when you were first getting to know me, you said, what do you like to do? What are you passionate about? Instead of saying, hey, we have this need, can you fill it? Which might not have been a great fit that wouldn't have lasted long term. So I just remember you saying like, what are you good at? What are you already doing? What What do you get excited about? What's your passion? So reach out to Sheree. She's um, happy to talk with you or get you involved if that's what you're looking to do. But thanks for this time. It was so good. And I hope people yeah. remember the ABCD and then also the five S's. Those are really helpful tools as we're navigating spiritual gifts. So Thanks again, and I'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins.